take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. That's our cue. That's showtime. Welcome aboard. Pastor John Terrell in the house from Sacramento, California. Brother John, open us up. My Heavenly Father, I want to thank you and praise you that today I can be back on Omega Band Radio. And I thank you, Father God, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy to us. And I thank you right now that you will give me an, an anointing that I will bring out what you want people to hear. And as Father God, you will not only hear, but to be the doers of the world, of the word, and to do in life what we know we should do, and not just sit and do nothing. And I thank you for this now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My friend, over to you. Welcome back. Thank you. We're going to go back to my series from uh, Christian Dynamics number four. And the chapter is Turn in God and Turn off the Devil. And the subtitle today is Who is Controlling You? Who is Controlling You? Satan has taken control of most of the media that we have in the world. And very little is controlled by Christians. We also find that many lukewarm Christians and the so-called liberal churches especially are aiding and helping Satan out in seducing people. Now, when I wrote this, 1979, there was no internet. There were no cell phones. There were no social media. And I could not even envision social media like Facebook, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and the list goes on and on and on. The social media basically is controlled by people who are not saved. There are some people that are saved that are that have alternative uh, media, and uh, but they are lambasted by the government, by the regular media, and they are called outcasts. 
most of the movie industry, the television industry, the publishing houses, the newspapers, the weekly magazines, the comic book industry, etc., are controlled by the world government and are being used to brainwash people to becoming sinful, lustful, void of any faith in God, and ready to receive the man of sin, Antichrist, that is soon to come on the scene, as written 1979. Lately, more and more Christian publishing houses have been bought up by holding companies that also own companies producing pornography. We had a lot of Christian publishing houses back in the 1970s and in the 1980s. They got bought up one after the other and they are held by ungodly people. Unless you are a believer in Christ, no one understands this. You'll be swept away and destroyed. Let me try to paint a picture for you here now. And I really want you to think about this. Picture a baby that has just been born. Now, the baby will have an adult soul. There are no baby souls. But that soul, with its soul brain and soul body, has to work through the physical brain of that baby. And that brain is not developed at this point. So the person has to wait for the physical body to develop, for the physical brain also to develop where a person can take control, so to say, and simply run the body through the physical brain. When a person is created, and by the way, Put some concept in here now that I'm not going to back up. Souls are made by God. Souls are not made on a spur of the moment at conceptions. Our souls were created before the foundation of the world. Before God. Jesus Christ on the Spirit had done anything in his creation. They had created X number of souls. They were not alive. We don't have a pre-existence. But they were created, not activated, designed with all the talents all the gifts that we have and the, so the soul is pre-made but it has not become alive until it is brought into the body of a woman 
when she conceives, the egg and the sperm comes together. That's when God puts in, actually it would be angels, put in a soul. And at that moment, there is life. The soul now becomes alive. The cells, the two cells become alive. And we now have conception. A new person has been created. What I'm after now is this. How much does that soul knows that just now have been activated and attached to a human cell? And the answer is absolutely nothing. A soul brain is absolutely blank. Because of Adam's sin, we have, we get the sin nature, which means that we are tainted by sin, and we are dragging it along as long as we're here on earth. If you are saved and later go to heaven, we drop that sinful nature. So now we have an adult soul fully developed but absolutely has no information. That soul does not know who he is. He doesn't have a name. He has no clue. He just knows I am existing and I am tied to this cell. And then as its cell developed and begin to multiply and we have a body being formed in a womb or a woman, the soul don't recognize that this, this cell has now increased. It has become something else. But the soul does not know who he is or that this is the physical body. At the time of birth, which is traumatic because the soul connected to the physical little baby body is used to being in a very warm, pleasant environment. Since you got the water inside the sack in a woman, and nourishment is coming in via the blood, and there's an interchange. Oxygen is coming in, and waste is removed. At birth, the soul now is with the body, it thrust out. And the cord is cut. And suddenly, the warm, soft water that he's been swimming in old for nine months disappeared. Cold air. And the shock 
and somebody hits him in the rear end, and instantly he takes a deep breath, and from that moment on, the baby starts breathing on his own. And here he is now, outside the womb, being washed off, put in some kind of cover, and then laid on the breast of the mother. And he lays there, and he's not, I don't know where I'm at, I don't know who am I laying on, but I'm laying on somebody. And the mother began to talk, begin to cut, touch the baby, stroke it, say, I love you, and so on. And the soul now realized, okay, there's someone else here beside me. They're talking. I don't know what talk it is. I can't talk. But I can hear. And I can understand. As the baby now develops, we take it up now to, let's say, about six months. The soul now begin to recognize, I have a name. When they, when they say that word, that, that means me, that, that's my name. And he's beginning to understand, okay, there's a, there's a mother here, there's a woman. He doesn't know that she gave birth to him, but he, he feeds us the female and she's very nice to him and he gets milk from her. He hears the father's voice and the father picks him up and holds him and tells me love him. And he simply says this, I, I don't know who this father is. Apparently it's another person, he's nice to me. So the soul now slowly begin to understand how things are working. He learns this when he is hungry, he screams. When he screams, room service shows up and he receives a nourishing meal. Um, he's not comfortable when his diapers are wet. So he knows that if he starts crying, then somebody will change diapers on him, wipe his rear end and clean it up, put a brand new diaper on. And the person says, that feels good. I don't like dirty diapers. Little by little, he's not able to start seeing. And you can see the person called dad looking at him. And uh, he's told, this is your father. He says, I don't know what a father is, but that's my father, that's my dad. And he, he sees the woman and, and she says, I'm your mother. And he says, okay, here, this is my mother. Uh, I don't know what she does, but she's my mother. Here's my father. And it takes a while for that baby to understand that I was inside my mother's womb and how I was conceived. That 
information takes time. What I'm driving at is this. When we are born or conceived, we have no information whatsoever. We are a blank slate. We are like a computer that hasn't got any programs in it. He got everything, but he got no program, so you can't work it. As a child now gets over one year of age, the child begins to develop muscles, and uh, naturally, uh, he would try to explore his surroundings, so he started crawling, and uh, eventually, he learns how to walk, and... Uh, Eventually, at the age of maybe two or so, he will begin to be able to say his first words. His vocabulary now is very, very limited. And as we go into year two and three and so on, the child now has learned to talk. He understands everyday language but he, he does not understand any subjects like you talk with the mathematics, if you talk history, you talk geography to him and so on. Uh, he doesn't understand that because he has no reference. And as he continues to grow, you get up into the age of four or five years, he now begins to show sinful nature by having a temper they can come earlier and uh, doing mischief he got siblings they can be a fight and they can be a number of different things so now the mother and the father simply tells the child don't hit your sister don't pull the hair of your sister. Don't spit on the floor. It's very traumatic for a child to be potty trained. And uh, that takes some time. And uh, eventually the child comes to the place that he's learned to say, Mom, I need to go to the bathroom. And he's marching to the bathroom, sits on the commode, and he does his business. And mom said, good boy, good girl. That's great. Now, that's progress for a human being to learn how to go to the bathroom. There are many different chores that comes afterwards. It's hard for a child to learn to put on shoes. That takes time to learn before you put your shoes on, particularly your tie shoes if you've got shoelaces. And so now we have a child that is basically learning how to live in a house with mom, dad, and siblings. And, of course, it's very traumatic when they take away the pacifier. And uh, it takes a while for a child. I mean, a child screams, you know. 
uh, lost by pacifier, that, that, that's a disaster. And eventually, the person learns to live without a pacifier. But many people, when they get older, they substitute the pacifier for a cigarette, for a pipe, or they are vaping, or they put something else in their mouth, chewing gum or whatever it is. Now we're coming up to where you start going to school. And if a child now lives in the United States and the parents speak English, he will learn English. If a child lives in Japan, he will learn Japanese. He will speak without any accent. If a child born in China, he will learn to speak Chinese. Not only that, but now if the parents are Christians, the child now begins to get concept of God, Jesus, angels, and slowly the child now from having coloring books and then having maybe a children's Bible, going to Sunday school, singing the song, Jesus loves me, this I know. That child now is learning about Jesus. But the child has no concept of sin. That has the, has to be developed. The soul brain has to mature, and so does the physical body. There will come a time when you may be 10 or 11 years old, and for some reason you are stealing some toys, and you get caught, that you learn the concept of sin. Remember now, Sin is a concept, it's a learned concept. You go to a dog and say, hey dog, have you sinned today? Dog is going to look at you, wag his tail and says, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what he says in his brain, because he can't talk. So little by little, so let me now have you at the age of 15, you have gone to Sunday school, uh, you have got the concept of sin, somebody told you about that there's a heaven, there's a hell, and you don't want to go to hell, and you're told that if you repent of your sins, believe in Jesus Christ and receive him as your Lord and Savior, uh, you get saved or born again. And that means now that when you die, you go to heaven. So you have not learned that concept. So you have that with you. But let's talk about a parallel. I want to give two parallels here. Let's talk about the, a child that's born in Japan. He's a Buddhist. His parents are Buddhist. At the age of 15, he's been taught about Buddha. He's, talk, he's been taught about that 
the goal is to live such a life that you know, you're incarnated that you can reach nirvana and get wiped out. So that's a concept a little Buddhist boy have. And he believes with all his heart, because that's what mom and dad believe. That's what he's raised in. And he's very loyal to his faith. Now, if you got a, a boy that's raised in a Muslim nation, he's going to be a staunch defender of the Muhammad Prophet. He's going to be a staunch defender of the Quran. And in his mind, He's been taught that whosoever is not a Muslim is an infidel, a dog, and they ought to die. So, a Muslim boy is very hostile. Not because he was born that way, but he was trained that way. We've got three boys now. A Christian boy, we got a Buddhist boy, and we got a Muslim boy. When they meet, if these three boys meet, they're going to have a conflict. The Christian boy is going to say, Jesus Christ is a, is a way, the truth, and life. There's no other way to heaven than through Jesus Christ. And the Buddha is going to say, well, who's, who's Jesus? I never heard of him. I know a Buddha. What you're telling me is googly gook, garbage. The Muslim is going to say, Muslim boy, well, we are, we are to, I'm told this, that Jesus was a prophet. He was not a savior. And so don't give me that garbage that Jesus died for my sins. Here you got three boys now, age 15, raised in three different homes, three different cultures and now they have been given an identity that is so deep that they cannot believe any other belief system and when they're called upon the Buddhists like the Japanese during World War II, they were called upon to defend the homeland and to defend the emperor. They would die for the emperor. It was an honor for a Japanese young man to die for the emperor. And everybody said, what a great hero. And he would die for that. A, a, a person that is a Muslim You've seen the Muslims, they are very devoted, they become fanatics, they would die for Muhammad. Christians are a different breed. Christians are not really thinking about to defend the faith. That's foreign to us Christians. We don't defend Jesus. We should be able to argue and present the case about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and the Bible.
But we're not trained to do that. We are passive. A Buddhist is militant. A Muslim is militant. Christians are passive. Why? Because that's how we were trained as children. Now, if you live in America, it used to be that children were taught that America was a great nation, that we had a great constitution, that the church is God's church, and you were taught to be proud of your country. Uh, as, as a young man, you would enlist in the army. You used to be you were drafted before. And you would defend your country. And you would take pride in that you are an American. You would defend your tradition. That is now changing. It is totally changing. Let me go back to my three Muslim boys who are going to leave them. What should a Christian boy do age 15 if he got two friends, one's a Buddhist, one's a Muslim? Well, if he's been taught right, he would simply say this, only if the Holy Spirit would convict that person, will he want to come to Christ? And to be convicted, he got to have knowledge. You got to have knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, and somebody come up to you and say, I want you to buy this product, and you say, I never heard of the product. And I tell you, but you should buy that. And they ask, why should you buy it? But because I tell you to buy it. What does the product do? I don't have time to tell you that. Just buy the product. So we got to simply understand now that the knowledge we have comes from parents, siblings, friends, teachers, books, and of course nowadays, television, social media, and material we can read that we get. I told you all of this, I spent 30 minutes to tell you this, so that you will understand that humans are extremely vulnerable, extremely vulnerable. Because we will act upon the information we have 
but we might not have the correct information. And so we really don't have an opportunity to get the right information. And this is where the cancer culture comes in and the boycotts in. Because today, you're not supposed to have your own opinion. You're not supposed to know this or this or that. You're supposed to follow whatever is what we believe in today. I'm... I've been thinking back in my own personal life. I realize I am super blessed. I mean, I really stand sometimes and just shout of joy. I could have been born in Persia or Iran or Iraq. I could have been born in Japan. I could have been born in India. I could have been born in Yemen. And I would have become whatever religion I had, whatever custom I had, whatever the food I ate, that's who I would have become. What a privilege of being born in a country for me, Sweden, to have a grandmother and ants who were born-again Christians. What a privilege to live next to the Pentecostal church. And what a privilege I had to play with the pastor's children and then for going to his office and he talked to me about God. To go to Sunday school to learn about being saved. What a privilege I had. And then my parents said, we want you to study. And they helped me to finish high school. They encouraged me to go to college. They were around me all the time. And I was just a fumbling idiot. And so I said, okay, okay. So I did that. And I was shaped by my parents, by the school system I was in, by the Sunday school I attended, by the church I attended. And then God moved me to America. He got me out of socialist Sweden. And in America, for the first time, I really came to understand what it means to be born again. I heard the gospel. I was going to a church, Southern Baptist Church. It was two different pastors at different times. They simply said, The Bible is the word of God. The King James Version is the version that is the most true to the original. I grew up on that. And now I became a staunch conservative Christian. Not because I was smart, 
but because the Holy Spirit guided me into these things. Later, as I went to seminary, after I'd been called to preach, I heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was taught, went to meetings, I realized the Holy Spirit is real. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I had problems in my soul. I didn't know that I was demonized. And I learned about demons. And I learned to cast them out. People helped me to cast them out on me. How privileged I was. I cannot simply say this to anyone. I'm a smart cookie. I am a blessed cookie. I could have been a Buddhist. I could have been a Hindu. I could have been a Hottentot. I could have been a Muslim. God's grace selected me to be born and go where I'm at. It was God's grace that I met the pastor that was very learned in history, Golden Ginn. He's a good Baptist. And he taught me. I remember at this time, this was 78, 79, I believed in the rapture because that's what I was told. I was told about Hal Lindsey, and so I listened to him, but I was told there was a rapture. So I believed in the rapture. Until I met Golden Gid. He said, let's look at these scriptures. Let's look at this. And he said, now, if you're going to be honest, the Bible doesn't teach us a rapture before tribulation. And I was shattered. But I realized this. I had the wrong information. Later on, I learned about the Antichrist. I learned about the Kabbalah. I learned about a lot of different things. I learned about politics. And I realized this. I am today what I have been educated in. My soul and my spirit has accepted what I believe is the truth. I believe the Bible is true. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he came here, lived on life on earth, his sinless life, died on the cross, rose on the third day, and went back to heaven and started his church. That's the foundation in my life. What about you? What do you really believe? Well, it depends upon where you come from, what your parents told you, what you learned in school, what you learned from your buddies. You are a total person of the type of education you have, the influence you have, the friends you have. That shaped you. So the question comes now, you what do you listen to Omega on radio? The Christian program. But we have different Christians. 
And the question now is this. What do you believe? What are you doing with your personal life? I want to take you now to Second Thessalonians. And I will do, I'm going to read from verse 1. I'm, I'm just going to take my time here today because this is the very fundamental teaching I'm doing. To read from verse, chapter 2, verse number 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of my Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together in him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except to come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who approaches and exalt himself by all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholds that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets but let that he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after his working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but are pleasure in righteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for your brethren. Beloved the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and believe of the truth. I want us to look upon this verse number 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Muslims call America for Satan. They call Israel little Satan. And Muslims are told that the Quran is the word of God. They told that Muhammad was his prophet. And there's no other way except through Muhammad and the Quran. And they're willing to die for that. God has given them a spirit, a strong delusion. Did you realize that Persia or Iran, from about 100 to 300 
AD was there was a Christian nation. They were Christians there. Very strong. So was what is today Turkey. So was North Africa. All the different countries there. Very strong in Christ. But we had a spirit of delusion. We can see this today. Black is white. White is black. You take, just the other day, you had four illegals beat up two cops in New York. They were arrested. And the next day, they were let loose. No No bail. Just told, you know, come back, we're going to have a court date for you. And they disappeared, went to California. You do crime in the, in the United States today, and there's no consequences. Unless you're a Christian, and you're a conservative, they throw the book at you. So what I want you to think about now, as we go on with this, simple this. Many Christians have not understood the danger of polluting their minds with the trash of Satan. It all seems so harmless to them. But as they are seeking entertainment, they do not realize that Christians must be entertained by Satan. Entertainment is by Satan. There's a big hype right now in the United States, particularly in Nevada, Las Vegas. Super Bowl is his coming Sunday. And uh, to get in, to, to get a ticket to see that ball game, I think they were cheap. The most expensive was about $10,000 a piece. Cheapest one was about 6000 for a ball game. Every whore in America has flown in to Las Vegas. They, they're going to have a great work weekend in Las Vegas. Drug dealers are coming in. Casinos are going to be full. And they're going to sin to the max this weekend. Why do they do that? Because the people going there, the prostitutes, the men that buy their services, the people that drink, gamble, do all the different things. They do that because they are demonized. They have been programmed. That's all they knew. That's all they know. They couldn't care less about God. They couldn't care less about Jesus. They couldn't let us there about heaven or hell. They don't believe in that. They are brute animals. Existing. And simply not understanding. They are eternal beings. Their souls are going to live forever.
and they will have a rude awakening when they wake up and find out I'm in hell. They're going to scream and say, what is hell? We use that word to swear with. I don't believe in this. Get me out of here. Who's, who's this crazy? Where, where am I shackled here? This, who's the stupid guy that put me here? It's too late. You know, there was five people a few weeks ago that were watching a uh, ball game and the football game. And they were in the house. They took some drugs. One guy apparently didn't take drugs. He, he, he left and went home. Four of them took drugs. Had been drinking heavy too. And they watched the game. After the game, the old house, he went to bed. He passed out by the drugs. He was gone for 48 hours, sleeping straight through. The other guys pulled out of the house and didn't make it out. And they were, they were so intoxicated and so under the influence, they just lay down and passed out. And they froze to death. Can you imagine these three guys having watched a ball game and suddenly they shake their heads, their souls. Angels are showing up and taking them out of their bodies. And they're saying, what happened? Your body died. What? Well, you can see it. It's laying on the ground. Well, who are you? We are holy angels. What are you doing here? We're going to take you to hell. You're not saved. You're not born again. And you body dies. Two places to go, heaven or hell. And you didn't make reservations in heaven, so that you're going to hell. We're going to stay here. We don't want to go anyplace. You can't stay here. Once you're dead, your body's dead. We're going to take you to one place or the other. Right now, these guys, nice-looking, regular Americans, 35 years, 37 years old, good Americans, beer drinkers, dirty jokes, Nice people playing with somebody's children and so on. Nice guys. And nice guys ended up in hell. Why? Because they had the wrong information. I shudder when I think about the grace that God gave me. And I am so thankful for being born again. I'm so thankful that he called me to preach. I'm so thankful for the years I put in in his service. And all I can say is, God is good. Grace, grace, wonderful grace. Amazing grace. I do not deserve to be where I'm at today. I could have been lost. But somehow, 
God selected me. You are listening to my voice today. God selected you before the foundation of the world to be saved. That's what he did. And he simply wants you to be born again. He wants you to walk with him. He wants you to work with him. Let me give you this very short story here on this. Many Christians have not understood the danger of polluting their minds with the trash of Satan. When you're tired and worn out, you're the most open to being influenced by the trash. Jerry Winks, I met him around 1976. He was a former homosexual from Dallas. He got saved. Matter of fact, he, he was a trans, trans, what he called it, had changed into a woman. He had uh, castrated himself. He had cut his organs off. He had taken the hormone and so on. He had a big breast and so on. He's tried to act like a woman. And God saved him. Got him out of there. And he came to our church. And he had with him a, a woman that uh, had been a prostitute. And uh, they ministered in our church and tried to warn people. So now, he got saved. He was delivered from homosexuality when he got saved. He then married, even if he couldn't have any children, and after having been to a Bible school, became a pastor. He had not been saved, but he'd also, he had not only been saved, but he'd also been baptized in the Spirit. Listen close to that. One day, he passed by a so-called porno shop. They don't have this anymore. You got them on your, on your computer. And he decided to stop and just take a look. He did not intend to sin. He just wanted to check out what was happening in the world since he was saved. After that one visit... There were more visits, and he became engrossed in pornography. It did not take long until he lost his church, his wife, and family, and he found himself back in a homosexual lifestyle. It took the Lord several years to bring Jerry Wakes back to himself. He had to reach the point of death before he would turn back to God. He did come back to God, but it cost him dearly. The family and the years lost could not be recovered. He served a few more years, and then he passed away. One look one look, one fling, and you're in it. The greatest addiction we have in America today is pornography. 
which include homosexual activity, child pornography, regular pornography, and then you have what they call kinky sex. You beat each other up, you get in chains, and you're tortured. It's all kind of crazy stuff. And it's an epidemic. If there were no customers, there would be no horrors. If there were no customers, there would not be any child pornography. The customer drives the market. And I want to tell you this. In most churches, including the pastors, they are hopelessly hooked on pornography. They will not talk about it. They suffer. But they can't let it go. Pornography is more addictive than a drug, than cocaine, heroin. More addictive. You can't get enough. And eventually, it will lead you to kill somebody. You need to act it out. You need to rape somebody. You need to hurt somebody. And you act it out. That's the last act. How do I wrap this message up today? Here's how I wrap it up. Whatever you watch will determine what you're going to do. Whatever you read is going to determine what you're going to do. You need to simply say this. I am going to limit my intake to my soul brain. I am not going to take in any trash. Let me tell you what a decision I made. I got into pornography as a teenager because my dad had a pornographic magazine and I got involved in it. And I got out of it after I came back to Christ. And so I never had a problem with it afterwards. I got my first computer in 1990. And I have been told there are porn sites on the internet. 1990, there was probably not a whole lot. And if there were any, I, I don't know because I never looked at them. And I made a decision. I sat in my office in front of my computer, IBM computer, 60 megahertz. I was a speed on it. And I said, God, I will make a commitment to you. I don't need to check out porn sites. I know what porn is. I said it in my life earlier. I'm never going to go to a porn site. I want you to give me the strength and the power never to be tempted. And I will not go. I don't need to check it out. I refuse. And I can tell you what. God help me to keep that. I'll never be to a porn site. I get emails. Nice Ukrainian women just looking for men like you. Or they are from... Some other country, from Russia, 
or they are from South America or the Philippines. And you get these envelopes. I get invitations on Facebook. Young women simply wanted me to be a friend. And they're hanging out. Half their breasts are showing and they got almost nothing for the rest of their body. And I said, hi, I want to be a friend. And you know what I do? Delete, delete, delete. I know this. I'm not going to win them for Christ. No, you you don't witness that way. You have to cut it off. Be honest. Talk to somebody and be held accountable. And simply say, I'm going to protect my intake. No garbage. And that way, you cannot be influenced. That's as far as I can go today. We're going to talk about more next time. The Lord willing, freak won't rise. So let me say this to you now. If you liked my presentation today, you said, well, it was not too bad. I'm coming on Omega Man Radio. Shannon Davis is the one that runs that. This, this is his project. He's full-time. I'm a guest. I don't pay for this. I don't get paid for it. I'm here because I want to present the gospel. You need, if you really like this, you need to go to his website right now and simply look up his, you can donate, donation, and give him a good offer to help pay for his expenses. He got to eat, he got three children, he got a wife. He got to have clothing. It takes money. He cannot live on thin air. So go and support him. If you want to make him out to stay on the air, support him. If you want to know where we are, go to my website, eaec.org. That's European American Evangelistic Crusades, EAEC. And on our website, you will find articles, you will find all kinds of things. And Sunday morning, I do a webcast. And it starts at 8.30 here in California, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, we have music for half an hour, prayer for half an hour, and then I preach a message every Sunday. So that's a live webcast. Go to our website, eac.org, and you can find it. And with that, back to you, Shannon. Brother John, great teaching tonight. What shall we title this for the archive? Well, this is what I wrote down here. Um... Okay, I got it on this piece of paper. Who is controlling you? Who is controlling you? Excellent. Brother John, do you have broadcasts that people can uh, be a part of on Sunday where you stream from your church? What's the schedule on that? How do people tune in? I just told you. (laughs) Tell us again. (laughs) Okay. We, we start at 8.30 with music, 9 o'clock prayer time, and uh, 9.30 I come on preaching, and it's from our website, eaec.org. You will find a big banner saying live webcast. You can click on that, and if you missed that, but you, for example, let's say today you want to find out what I said last week, go to our website, click on uh, live webcast and the program is there now that we did last Sunday you can get the music the prayer and what I said last Sunday so next 
this coming Sunday now we will wipe that out and we go a new program and if you really want to have it we on YouTube I got about 650 videos on YouTube and uh, going back to 2008 so there's plenty of material if you want to know more what I have done oh that's fantastic so that folks you can subscribe to the YouTube channel there uh, Brother John if someone wants to support your ministry do you have PayPal mailing address or the way they can give to EAEC the, the way they give is they, they go to Wegerman Radio website and put them on there. Well, thank thank you for that. I do encourage people to go to Brother John's website. It's uh, it's a massive site, amazing website, eaec.org. My friend, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. And, folks, every week this same time, Friday, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern, tune in for more from Pastor John Terrell. We'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you. God bless you. Thank God you, bless you too. I love you. Love you too. Okay. I'm going to get this put up in the archive here uh, within the next hour or so. By the way, we've got all the shows uploaded to our main feed. Also some uh, reloaded broadcasts that we cut this week. A lot of content there for you. All free. Go to OmegaManRadio.com and it'll give you links to it. Uh, we've got the Podbean app. You can also go direct from any computer to OmegaMan.Podbean.com. Okay. And that archive goes back um, over six months. It's got all current shows going forward that we're doing, plus systematically, starting with episode one. I'm beginning to remaster um, episodes and then upload them to that main archive. You'll see them. So we're over in the 10,700 range right now. And uh, you'll see episodes back in the 200 series. Those are back from season one, almost 13 years ago. What is 13 years ago? Now, all that stuff is free. You can tune into this program live for free. You can access all current programs going forward for free. And then as I'm able to, I remaster the older catalog and I begin to upload them. Now, a few days ago, I was talking about something called the the vault. And I made some great progress last night. In fact, I stayed up to about 3 a.m. my time, which uh, I'm usually in bed before midnight. But I stayed up because I was on a roll. And I've made some uh, technology progress. I prayed God has helped me. And so the uh, the vault project is becoming a reality. I'll be ready to release it for a beta test here in a few days. Now what I'm doing with that is, as I mentioned before, we've got a full archive of 10,700 programs. They're not currently available anywhere in the entirety because I've pulled them all down for a variety of reasons. And one of those reasons was to remaster them and remove commercial music but also I wanted to um, put everything back under the OmegaManRadio.com website we had MixLR with its archives, Blog Talk SoundCloud and that was not conducive to growth and with SoundCloud you know it's very regimented you can only put audios there in sequential numbers that was a problem 
So, all that aside, uh, they're not available anywhere right now. The only audios you're going to get are the ones that are available on OmegaManRadio.com. But, truth is, it would take me a decade to manually remaster everything. So, do you have to wait a decade? No. If you support this program financially, which allows us to make it available for free and to keep the program going at any level, if you give a dollar a month, I'm going to give you access, those that support this program, to the vault. And so you're going to have uh, first access to the entire catalog. I'm just going to dump the whole thing, dump it right up on the vault. And I'm going to continue my remastering process. And as I remaster audios, I'm going to upload them to the main feed so anybody can get those. Typically four per day. But then I'll just update the uh, the vault. But after about episode 1,000, they're in pretty good shape. So we've got 9,000 or so that aren't going to need much work, if any work at all. And no reason to make you wait 10 years. What I'm going to do is uh, I've set up a website. It's going to be omegamanvault.com. I'm building it as we speak. It's already online. I've got the software in there. Now I've just got to test it, and then I'm going to upload the archives. If you support this uh, network on a monthly basis, at whatever level you want to do, it doesn't matter, as long as you give a dollar, I will send you a uh, special login and passcode that is going to give you access to the vault. You can go over there and get the whole archive in advance. You don't have to wait 10 years. And that's a perk for those that will partner with us to keep this thing going. Uh, it is a challenge in 2024 to keep a podcast going and do it full-time uh, in a sea of a million other podcasts. Literally, there's millions out there. I, I was surprised. I thought it was 200,000. It's about a million and growing. So uh, we do need help. And um, I have nothing here to sell. I'm not against selling books. If I had one, I would sell it, but not against selling videos or courses or anything like that. Anything that you build, you have a right to charge for and, you know, support your family with that or use it for ministry work, you know. Um, There's many people who write books in the evangelical community, and that's how they support themselves. Hey, that's a a great thing they can do, and I hope that uh, they sell millions of copies. You've got to find a way to finance uh, an operation like this. And when we make it available for free, which we do, we have since the beginning, that's not going to change. Uh, we do rely on free will and love offerings. And sometimes um, it's not enough to sustain. And uh, we've been at that level now for a while, dipped into savings, almost gone. And so uh, I'm looking for ways to generate some revenue on the side and fuel Mega Man Radio. But in terms of what we have to work with right now, we've got a massive catalog. And I think that's a great perk for anyone that would like to help us. You'll get access to that. Now, if Omega Man Radio is not something you want to support, however, financially, however you want to continue to listen to the program, we welcome you to continue listening. And you're going to have access to the main archive, everything that we're putting up there on a daily basis going forward. And you can still get the reloaded shows, but it's only going to be as I upload them to that archive. I think that's a a pretty good deal. So the program remains free. 
People don't have to support this program to listen. We're not behind a paywall. But we do have a perk. And that perk is I will give you keys to the vault and you can access all the shows if you support at any level. And I'm not putting a certain dollar amount on it. It could be a dollar a month. So this is this is something to hopefully stimulate more people to financially support this program. We've got a small core group that do, and I'm very thankful to you that do. It is a great help to us, and I mean that. And uh, we're also looking for ways to um, expand the reach. It's going to take some money for advertising. There's some other things we like to do, do free meetings. Again, I said free. But uh, someone has to pay that bill. There's a cost to preaching the gospel. It might entail your entire life being laid down for Christ and being martyred at the end. That's a cost that goes with it. Praise the Lord. Uh, Some say, well, why should it cost? Well, that's just the world that we live in. Nothing is for free. And um, there we are. If you want to go and preach in a park, you can do that. Maybe you can do that for free, and maybe you can't, depending on where you're at. You might have to get a permit. But if you want to reach people on a worldwide basis, uh, one of the best ways to do it right now is uh, Internet radio. And I'm talking about censorship-free. YouTube, there's not many freedoms left over there. Uh, If you want to have an uncensored program, forget about it. Uh, We've tried that. It doesn't work. Although I will be back on... YouTube on a limited basis for a specific program. We're going to do the Demon Hotline up there, see if that'll survive. But, praise God. Uh, at the end of the day, we can all do what we can do. And, um, God before us, who can be against us? God has sustained us. It's been a walk of faith. Uh, especially in recent years, a real walk with the Lord day by day. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And not only for me, but many of you out there know what I'm talking about. There's many right now uh, going through difficult economic times and uh, need a miracle. Many of us need a miracle right now, especially in these dark financial times that we're going in. They're talking about dark winter, people being laid off, losing their jobs. Uh, the great downsizing isn't, hasn't even really occurred yet in America. It's coming, though. We haven't seen nothing yet. The greatest yard sale history is about to happen in America because the system is uh, collapsing in on itself. And the current system has to die for the phoenix to rise from the ashes. I'm talking about the New World Order phoenix. That's the plan. Crash the economy. A satanic globalist government financial system rising from the ashes. Thrown to that wars and rumors of wars a great earthquake that is coming that will split the North America down the middle judgments of God pouring out on the world as people are in rebellion to him uh, prophetic words that will come about you know we're coming up on the 40th anniversary of uh, Dimitri Dudeman's vision for America he released that in 84 2024 is 40 years. That's significant. Could we see that fulfilled this year? I don't know, but there is something to be said about 40 years. The Prophecy Club put out a good program on that the other day. Go check it out. So I said all that to say this. Um, As soon as this thing is ready to go, I'm going to begin to send out 
the regular supporters out there, I know who you are, an email with a username and password that I want you to beta test this thing. And if we got any bugs to fix in it, we will. But then um, once I'm um, confident that the system works, I'm just going to begin to load thousands upon thousands, get the whole archive up there. 10,700 plus shows. And that's what we call the vault. And um, that task be done, then I'm going to move on to some other projects that we need to get going. That's how we do it. Okay, praise the Lord. And again, thank you to everyone who supports this program. we got some that give $5 a month. I'm thankful for that $5. I'm not here to talk all night about money, but just wanted to announce uh, the vault and say uh, every bit helps. Some people might want to give, but they think, well, it's only $5. Hey, praise the Lord for it. Uh, that stuff adds up. So help us where you can. No hard pitch tonight, but uh, that is a perk for those that have been supporting the program or, or who would like to. Uh, if you give any love offering, then that will trigger an email from me to send you a username and password to the vault. Okay, that's that's the plan right now as it stands, and so um, it'll probably be ready to go in a few days. What's cool too is you can, it's got a it's got not only MP3s that you can access of the show, but we're going to put the magazine up there. I can upload PDFs. It's really a cool system, all built into the new website that will be omegamanvault.com. It's not ready yet, but it will be in a few days. Okay, I'm working on the back end, then I'll fix the front-end interface. Uh, we're running this off the server. I mentioned to you some months ago that we were going to go offshore into Asia, and we have a, uh, a Malaysian server that we rent every month. Really, it's unlimited. It's very powerful. And I've got four websites in uh, progress being built over there. I'm, I'm building myself. We're going to move OmegaManRadio.com over there, too. It's a faster service than the one I'm using in Amsterdam. Although I may keep that one just as a backup. But uh, we have the capability now to uh, put unlimited websites up there, several terabytes of storage, which is what I needed, and unlimited bandwidth. And uh, we control the server. It's offshore. It's not um, in the uh, boundaries of the EU or USA legislation. It's international. Offshore, that was the point, outside the censorship of the superpowers, to some degree. Uh, there's only so much you can do. You know, people want to shut you down, the forces that be, well, they can probably get to you, but this makes us more censorship resistant. Let me put it like that. Okay. So that's it's all good. Uh, that is activated now, and I'm, I've been building on that this week, bit by bit. Uh, almost threw in the towel on that. But then one day God gave me a technological upgrade and bam, figured it out. Thank you, Jesus. And now I love it. Okay. What else do I need to mention? We, uh, the regular schedule is running pretty smooth. We're going to have another program here at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, well, excuse me. Our next show tonight is going to be at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry. I've got a gap in here. Uh, I've sent out a bunch of invites for the show and I've been booking people all week still some more to book but we're going to have a big meaty schedule for you here in the month of February okay that's all I have to say for this show God bless you and um, I am posting the uh, daily schedule up on my Facebook wall if you want to know where that's at go to 
OmegaManRadio.com. There should be a link there, or just go to Mr. Shannon Ray Davis. You'll find me. And uh, you don't have to add me as a friend. You can uh, just follow the page if you want to and uh, be able to re- view it. And we put the uh, the daily schedule up there. So that seemed to be working out pretty good. I like that and easy to maintain. Okay, folks, God bless you. Let me say this. I'm coming back and do a program we call Speak My Word. Here we go. <laughs> 